My name is Dylan Shea. Today, I'm going to talk about Hearst versus Pulitzer. My introduction for my episode is, my episode is about William Randolph Hearst and Joseph Pulitzer. And what have they did before and who are they? Next thing is, what are the effects of their work now? Also, a little bit about yellow journalism and Orson Welles. And the last thing is the relationship between four of them. Joseph Pulitzer. Joseph Pulitzer, originally Pulitzer, was born in April 10th, 1847, in Macau, Hungary, to Philip Pulitzer and Louise Berger. He came from a large family, but only he and his brother Albert survived to adulthood. When his father retired from the grain merchant business in 1853, the family moved to Budapest. The, ch- the children were educated in private schools or by tutors, and learned to speak both French and German. Joseph's father died when he was only 11 years old, after his mother married Max Blau. Joseph decided to head out on his own at the age of 17. Pulitzer tried to join the military, but was rejected by the Austrian army, the French Foreign Legion, and the British Army. He was finally recruited in Hamburg, Germany to fight for the Union in the American Civil War in August 1864. Pulitzer could not speak English when he arrived in Boston Harbor. He made his way to New York City and enlisted with the mo- with the mostly German cavalry unit. Pulitzer loved to ride horse even after he lost his sight. His brief military career ended on June 5, 1865 with an honorable discharge. Pulitzer's sons became owners and managers of both of the New York World and the St. Louis Post Dispatch after his death. While the world folded in 1931, the Post Dispatches continues to be the, to be published. Although it is no longer run by a member of the Pulitzer family, Pulitzer spent his life fighting corrupted government, social evils. And most of all, the extremely wealthy, he never backed down from the truth despite both physical and legal threats from those he exposed. Although rich himself, he paid his employees well and was a generous man. Pulitzer's gift of $2 million in 1903 helped create the Columbia University School of Journalism, which opened September 30th, 1912. 
Today, the school oversees the Pulitzer Prize, an award given to those who excel in journalism, literature, and music. The prize began with a donation from Pulitzer and was first awarded in 1917. Pulitzer died of heart failure abroad, aboard his yacht on October 29th. 1911. At the age of 64, he is buried at Woodlawn Cemetery in Bronx. George Orson Welles was an American actor, director, writer, and producer who worked in theater, radio, and film. He is remembered for his innovative work in all three, in theater, most notably Caesar, a Broadway adaptation of William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. In radio, the legendary 1938 broadcast, The War of the Worlds, and in film, Citizen Kane, consistently ranked as one of the greatest films ever made. In his 20s, Wells directed a number of high-profile stage productions for the Federal Theatre Project, including an adaptation of Macbeth. With an entirely African-American cast and the political musical The Cradle Will Rock. In 1937, he and John Houseman founded the Mercury Theatre an independent reporter repertory theatre company that presented a series of productions on Broadway through 1941. Wells found national and international fame as director and narrator of a 1938 radio adaptation of H.G. Wells' novel The War of the Worlds, performed for his radio anthology series The Mercury Theatre on the Air. It reportedly caused widespread panic when listeners thought that an invasion by extraterrestrial beings was actually occurring. Although some contemporary sources say these reports of panic were mostly false and overstated, they rocketed Wells to notoriety. His first film was Citizen Kane, which he co-wrote, produced, directed, and starred in as Charles Foster Kane. Wells had was an outsider to the studio system and directed only 13 full-length films in his career. He, stro- he struggled for creative control on his project early on with the major film studios and later in life with a variety of independent financiers and his films were either heavily edited or remained unreleased. 
his distinct distinctive directorial style feature layered and non-linear narrative forms uses of lighting such as chiaroscuro unusual unusual camera angles sound techniques borrowed from radio deep focus shots and long takes he has been praised as the ultimate auteur Wells followed up Citizen Kane with 12 other features films, the most acclaimed of which include The Magnificent Ambersons, Touch of Evils, The Trials, and Sheamus at Midnight. Other works of his, such as The Lady from Shanghai and F for Fake, are also well regarded. In 2002, Wells was voted the greatest film director of the time of all time into British Film Institute polls among directors and critics. Known for his baritone voice, Wells was an actor in radio and film, a Shakespearean stage actor, and, and a magician noted for presenting true variety shows in the war years. He died on October 10th, 1985. Um, my last paragraph of conclusion. For me, I think Hearst and Pulitzer, what they did makes a lot difference now. Um, and a lot of magazines the cover is from Yellow Journalism, and Yellow G- Journalism was created by Pulitzer and Hearst, and I think it's really good because now people would like to buy those covers with those big ass headlines and colorful magazines cover with some interesting pictures, something like that. And Pulitzer also created a big company, so at Hearst. So I think both of them are uh, good people and made a big difference from back then and today. William Randolph Hearst. He is a California-American newspaper publisher who built up the nation's largest newspaper chain and whose methods profoundly influenced American journalism. He died on August 14, 1951, in Beverly Hills. At the age of 40, George Hurst married 19 years old Phoebe Epperson, who in 1863 bore George his only child, William Randolph Hearst. Phoebe Hearst's life included many achievements, among them a role in establishing what became the National Parent Teacher Association and becoming the first woman regent of the University of California. William Randall Hearst attended Harvard but did not graduate. He went into the publishing business 
1887 by taking control of his father's new paper. The San Francisco Examiner showing the audacity for which he would remain famous, Hearst upgraded the paper's printing plan as well as its stable of writers, and within a few years was the dominant force in San Francisco journalism. By 1895, the New York Morning Journal was failing. Using the financial resources of his mother Phoebe, who now had control of the family fortune after the death of George Hearst in 1891. William Randolph Hearst took control of the paper and launched a circulation war with Joseph Pulitzer, New York World. He did not endear himself to Pulitzer by hiring away many of his best employees. The battle of circulation involved sensational reporting of questionable veracity, which became known as yellow journalism. Hearst exploited and perhaps distorted events in Cuba and his new paper's sensational reporting was a contributing factor to the outbreak of the Spanish-American War. Yellow Journalism First, let's talk, talk about yellow journalism. So what exactly is yellow journalism? As I mentioned before, yellow journalism is basically a term for fake news. This kind of news is usually exaggerated. It presents a little to no legitimate well-researched news which with eye-catching headlines, lavish use of pictures, or imaginary drawings. It's extremely unprofessional. People usually do this to increase their newspaper for magazine sales because people would pick them up if the cover is really eye-catching. There are actually a lot of examples in our daily life. For example, those really colorful magazines at the checkout and grocery stores are basically an example for yellow journalism. The Spanish-American War is often referred to as the first media war. During the 1890s, journalism that sensationalized and sometimes even manufactured dramatic events was a powerful force that helped propel the United States into a war with Spain, led by newspaper owners William Randolph Hearst and Joseph Pulitzer. Journalism of the 1890s used melodrama, romance, and hyperbole to sell millions of newspapers, a style that became known as yellow journalism.